Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 340, entitled Akshat Chowdhury on the utility of WordPress firewall and malware scanners. Security mini-series 2 of 4. It was published on Thursday the 7th of September 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined by Akshat in a little while so that we can have our conversation. But before that, a few pieces of housekeeping. First up, the Page Builder Summit will be starting not next week, but the week after that. It's version 6 of the summit and it's running from the 18th to the 22nd of September 2023. The best place to go at this point is pagebuildersummit.com. Fairly straightforward to remember that, but I'm going to say it again. pagebuildersummit.com. Sign up there and we will keep you updated. It's looking like a really incredible lineup. We have over 40 presentations lined up during the course of the week, so it's going to be really action-packed. I'll do it again pagebuildersummit.com ever so quickly. Okay, the other things to mention are, if when you've heard this episode, you've got something that you'd like to say, I'm kind of going to start saying this. I would really appreciate any commentary going on the wpbuilds.com website. After all, we have a commenting system in WordPress. So head over to episode number 340, use the search at wpbuilds.com and leave us a comment there. I would really appreciate that. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. Once more, go me forward slash WP builds and we thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing ongoing support of the WP builds podcast. Okay, what have we got for you today? Well, as I said at the top, it's an episode two out of four in our security mini series. We had an episode a couple of weeks ago with Calvin Alken from Sneeko. This is another episode in this series, and there's a few little caveats. The first thing to say is because of the sensitive nature of this topic, I laid some ground rules when I recorded these podcast episodes. The podcast series, the four guests are Calvin Alken. That was the previous episode. This week is Akshat Chowdhury. We're also going to be featuring Dan Knaus from Solid WP, which used to be called iTheme Security, and Thomas J. Reef from We Watch Your Website. They'll be coming up in the weeks to come. But because of the sensitive nature of this topic, I laid some ground rules that each participant was going to be recorded separately. I would wait until all the recordings were taken before I published anything so that kind of the right of reply, if you know what I mean, nobody could be pre-warned what the other people had said. And each participant was told that their episode would be published in a random order. And that's because there is a little bit of adversarial nature to this. And so I wanted each person to get their fair say. So Akshat Chowdhury is the founder CEO of a range of WordPress products. You've perhaps best heard of BlogVault and Malcare. And these came into the crosshairs 
of Calvin Alcan, and he was, during his episode, he was picking apart whether he thought that the solutions that BlogVault and Malcare and similar products offer are actually worthwhile. So this is Akshat's chance to explain why he thinks that his firewalls and solutions and malware scanning software have some utility. Make your own mind up and then go and leave a comment over at wpbuilds.com. As I said, episode 340. I hope that you enjoy it. I am joined on the podcast today by Akshat Chowdhury. Hello, Akshat. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Yep, good, thank you. Akshat is joining us today to talk a little bit about security, WordPress security, plugin security, website security, all of that kind of stuff. Now, this topic is obviously something where you need a little bit of expertise. You need to understand that the person who is on the other end of the call knows what they're talking about. So we'll do a brief introduction to you in a moment, Akshat, but also just to say that this podcast episode will probably have various different sections to it. We're going to talk about hacking, talk about security, landscape, firewalls, but also at some point we will get into the topic which has been really in the WordPress news about malware scanners and how they work and whether or not they're effective. So, right, let's go back to the beginning. I said that I was going to give you a chance to introduce yourself, especially given the, the technical nature of the subject at hand. So, actually, if you, if you don't mind, just a minute or two, just tell us who you are and how come you get to talk on a WordPress podcast about security? All right. So, uh, uh, again, thank you again, Nathan, for having me. Uh, and, uh, you know, I started, uh, I be- I'm the founder uh, of BlogVault. That's the company behind products like BlogVault, uh, Malcare, and WP Remote. Uh, you know, these uh, BlogVault deals with backups. Uh, Malcare is a security plugin. And uh, WP Remote lets you manage multiple WordPress sites. So Malcare, our security plugin, is the reason uh, why, uh, why I have a few opinions on uh, on, uh, on WordPress security. We built Malcare uh, for a specific reason when we saw a very big problem uh, with the way WordPress security was perceived and uh, and trying to solve that. So we, our first plugin was BlogVault, and with that we used to back up hundreds of thousands of websites. And we realized that a large number of people would restore their website when their sites would get hacked. And that's when we, uh, we thought that maybe there is a better way of solving this problem. And uh, we, we, we built Malcare over multiple years. Uh, yeah, we put in a lot of R&D to, to build Malcare and finally, finally release it a few years ago. Okay, thank you. Is your background always been in the WordPress space or prior to WordPress did you did you work in the security industry or the backup industry or just tech industry in general? No, so actually I, I consider myself like a WordPress outsider, though I've been doing WordPress for now more than 11, 12 years. Uh, I, I'm an engineer. I used to, you know, I used to build uh, really high-end networking devices. So I was working with a company building really high-end networking devices, uh, building SSL VPN. So there is a security angle to it. And these devices would sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars per device to wow. some of the largest tech companies in the world. So we have, I used to uh, do, uh, you know, uh, free BSD kernel, so kernel hacking as that could be said. So for, for, uh, for the first few years of my professional life, that's what I was up to. And uh, <laughs> very interesting. And then from that to WordPress was a very big shift. But 
yeah, it, uh, it's been fun. How did you how did you stumble into WordPress then? Was it a bit of serendipity? Was it an accident? Did you design your career that way and thought that WordPress is growing? I'm <laughs> going to get into that. Just how, how did that happen? I'd say I just luck. Uh, so I didn't even know what like I barely knew what WordPress was. So the reason I got into WordPress is like go back 12 years and uh, the founder of Stack Overflow, he had a blog which had crashed. Now, when this blog was really popular and I used to follow it. So I like, oh, if the founder of Stack Overflow cannot keep, uh, have proper backups for his website, then maybe there is something to, there's a problem here. And then I'm like, well, fine, how do you, how does he build a website? And then I came across this thing called WordPress. And so, so yes, I was as much of a WordPress outsider and in many ways continue to be. But uh, there was no plan. When we started, WordPress had 10, 15% market share. Today, it has 45% market share. So it's, uh, it's grown and we have grown along with it. Yeah, it, it is amazing. Sometimes when I look back, on the uh, the chance that WordPress, well, I've been I've been in the WordPress space for, I guess, getting on for a decade now, something like that, and it's grown exponentially, really, during that time. Of course, it could have gone the other way, and we could have all we could have all aligned ourselves with a, a platform which was shrinking, but we we managed to pick yeah. the right horse, which is quite <laughs> which is quite nice. Um, let's get into the subject of uh, website security and things. Um, you're going to tell us from your perspective, and then later on we'll go into um, malware and all of the stuff that's been in the news, and we'll lay all of that out as we go. First of all, we prepared some show notes, and we'll just run through a bit, few of the bits and pieces on those show notes. First of all, you wanted to address how websites get hacked. I suppose that's an important piece to start. So yeah, run us through that. What's going on when a website gets hacked? Right, so websites do get hacked, right? And WordPress sites getting hacked is a lot more common affair than any, honestly, any of us would like. Even being a security provider, we are not, we are not happy about it, but uh, it's, it's a reality that, uh, that websites do get hacked and, uh, and we need to deal with it. We need to prepare for it. You know, and the, the way to prepare for such a, for hacks is to first understand how do sites get hacked. All right? Yep. Uh, and if you ask, actually 99.9% .9 of people in the WordPress ecosystem, they will just have the wrong understanding of sites getting hacked. And if you don't understand what the problem is, you will never find a good solution to it. Okay? Yep. So, the, uh so how do sites really get hacked? Like if you ask somebody like, oh, my site got hacked. I've got a terrible web host. You need to go to a better web host. And we'll come to web host and their role in security. But that's the first, very first thing anybody will say. Look, look at the forums on online, almost any forum. And they're like, oh, yes, um, change your web host, get a good web host, and you are, your problem is solved. And uh, the problem is, uh, or they will be like, no, get 2FA, and then your problem is solved. And all of those are important. But they don't, that's like just shooting in the dark. Because if you look at the data, and we have the data, we clean thousands and thousands of sites a month, right? Uh, we deal with hacked sites at, the, at such scale, and we are the, one of the largest, um, largest uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, player in this ecosystem, in the security provider in this ecosystem. So uh, when we see all of this data, and what we see is more than 95% of sites get hacked, because uh, 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 because there's a vulnerability in a plugin or a theme. 
That's the single biggest reason sites get hacked. Now, if you think about it, what is okay? So we can take a step back. What is a vulnerability in a blockchain or a theme? A vulnerability is nothing but a bug which gives unauthorized access to your website or to any piece of software. Uh, in this case, you know, every website has tons of plugins. And the reason why anyone uses WordPress is because you have the flexibility of being able to accomplish anything by installing a very simple plugin. And when you have such complex system working, you know, working in tandem in a closed environment, uh, Flaws and every software has flaws, right? Right. There's no software which is which is. So I, this is the other thing. I will come again address it uh, further down the uh, conversation. But every software has flaws, and every software will have security issues. So the joke goes that uh, yeah, I haven't found any security issues uh, on my in my plugin or in my software. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that uh, you are, you haven't searched enough. So it's uh, just just give it time, and you will find it, right? So 90 to 95% of sites get hacked because there's a vulnerability in a plugin. And any plugin, you can, you can name the largest, the most popular plugin out there, and they've all had vulnerabilities of different levels, but definitely severe vulnerabilities. And we know that whenever there's a vulnerability announced or whenever a vulnerability is discovered, maybe prior, even prior to the discovery, you will see a very clear pattern of sites getting hacked utilize, uh, because of that vulnerability. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you understand this, so ninety. If you are uh, here, we are saying that ninety-five percent of sites get hacked because of vulnerabilities, and we'll uh, then the other five percent is because of uh, I wouldn't say five percent, but mostly five percent is because your uh, username password gets compromised. Right. You might reuse the same username password. Your one password or last password account gets uh, compromised, and we have seen all of this. And the user then just the hacker then just logs into your website and or the hacker is able to crack your username and password. And this is, uh, so you will see this whole uh, uh, set of uh, requests which are attacking your uh, WP login page. And, uh, you know, they, they just keep coming all day. And it's very scary, you know, if you're as a website owner, when you see these attacks, you, you are scared and you should be. But also remember, and so what happens is because these attacks are coming all day, you are thinking, okay, let me protect against these attacks. And it's important to protect against them. But uh, remember that only 5% of sites get hacked because of this reason. So, so what people think do is they over-index on protecting against login attacks. And they undermine the protection from, uh, you know, uh, from uh, vulnerable plugins. Finally, the last part, and which is what, so the, the people who get unfairly get blamed for it are web hosts. So web host security practices or the reason why a web like a web host itself has some really bad security or has some challenges with security, that is responsible for less than one percent of the sites getting hacked. Once in a blue moon, it does happen. We saw uh, we saw a very very large uh, hosting provider recently. I think a couple of years back uh, announced that their services had been compromised, right? And uh, they. And a lot of sites got affected by it. A lot of there was a lot of proof around it. So that does happen, but uh, but it is much much rarer than you would think. Okay. So so these are the three biggest reasons why sites get hacked. And now that you understand it, you will start protecting based on this. Okay. So what you're if I've paraphrased it correctly, you're 
your answer to how do sites get hacked is is one of three ways really the you're saying that the vast majority up in the 90 percent plus is some kind of leveraging of a plugin vulnerability there's also something which is fairly rare which is that your web host gets hacked but then there's also other channels which again count for not too much you're saying more in the region of sort of five percent or something like that which is that there is it's not a vulnerability of the plugin it's some other side channel but it's not related to plugins and it's nothing to do with your web host yeah that's correct so something like your username password gets uh, compromised in different ways yeah okay so we're familiar in the wordpress landscape there are a variety of different security solutions out there i'm sure that we could name name them yours is one there's probably i could list five or six others in the landscape they're they're doing things differently they're tackling a different part of the problem now obviously you know each vendor is going to be telling me that they're, that what they're doing is is the best thing that they can do. It's offering the most protection or what have you. But do you want to just sum up what those different things are that you do and how you might differ from the other plugins? I don't know if you want to get into the whole naming of names, but it might just be good to concentrate on what you do and, and just sort of, you know, we could we could talk about other plugins doing other things. Yeah, and so the important thing I want to cover here is the fact that actually every security plugin is significantly different from each other. On the surface, they look the same, their websites look the same, they all give you that same assurance. Even if you come to our website, you'll see similar assurances. Some of them have some major differences, but they do look the same, they use similar language. But uh, understand that not all plugins are the same. And when you start uh, uh, painting this thing with uh, like uh, broad strokes, that's when you get, uh, that's, uh, th- that creates a commotion and that creates the commotion as to what uh, protection do you apply to your website. Okay, so uh, what, what approach we have taken, and I think this is, in, in my opinion, this is the right approach to solving this problem, is uh, we, we first identified why, why do sites get hacked. Okay, number two, we've said that uh, uh, let's protect, let's pre- reduce the chances of sites getting hacked, that's number one. Number two, uh, there is no such thing as uh, foolproof security. I think some people and some plugins do try and uh, create that claim. I can assure you there's no such thing as foolproof security. You have to be prepared for the worst. I will never say that malware will protect you, welcome hell or high water. And, uh, and uh, so once you understand that, then you understand that you need to be prepared for, for that eventuality, right? And uh, and and uh, these are the two big tenets. And then there is like there is like okay, fine. If something really screws up, what to do? That's the th- third part. But these are the three big. Uh, these are these are the three big principles on which we we believe WordPress security should be done. Even when you even uh, so, we are not the only one who believe this principally. But even then, when you go deeper into it, for example, we believe that. Uh, and I'm I know I'm speaking for WordPress, which I should not. But for example, WordFence does some of uh, some of this. So you, yeah, it believes in protection of certain kind. It believes in remi- uh, scanning and remediation, assuming that sites will get hacked one day. Uh, but even our approaches over here is day and night different, right? So we have taken and we have tried to solve different problems. I think uh, again, uh, uh, we have uh, we would like to believe we have certain advantages, but I don't think this we should make the conversation about the. Uh, advantages of malware or not 
So what what does how is Malcare actually protecting your site? So if I'm coming to your website, I can re- read all the promotional bits and pieces on the on the website, but I've got you on the microphone, so you might as well might as well tell us yeah. what what is it actually doing? What are the the steps, the the roadblocks that you create, the things that you fix, the backups that you take, whatever it may be. Just just lay out what what your position is because the again we'll get onto this in the future uh, in maybe 10 minutes or so but clearly some of the things that have happened recently people have called into question the way that you're doing things so just lay it out tell us how you do things what approach you take and technically what's going on all right uh, again thanks for asking this and this is a uh, hope uh, let me try and break this down so let's uh, let's start with the first premise that we need to protect the website and website against uh, attacks, uh, you know, attacks uh, uh, on your plugin or theme. So let's, uh, let the question to ask is what happens when a plugin or a theme is vulnerable? So does, uh, when a plugin or a theme is vulnerable, does a hacker need to come up with like a million requests and figure out some really complex thing to crack such a, or hack into such a website? Does he, does the hacker need to, uh, need to, uh, what I mean to say is, do they need to specifically target you? And for both of these things, the answer is no. So what the hacker needs to do is send one or two or maybe three requests. And most of the malware uh, vulnerabilities we have seen recently uh, can be easily exploited or can be exploited using uh, these uh, these uh, these number of requests. So you can almost think of hackers as snipers and just taking an aim, shooting one, sending one request, which is very carefully crafted, and hacking your site. Now, the way to, uh, and how do you protect against this? The way to protect against and the frankly, the only way to protect against this is to use a firewall. So if you have a vulnerable plugin or theme on your website, how do you, you need to block out this request because if the website, if the plugin or, uh, if the request reaches your WordPress site and it's processed by the plugin, then your site will get hacked. And the way to do it is by using a firewall, which uh, which is looking at re- reviewing every single request coming into the website, even before the website loads. Now, this is true for our firewall. Different firewalls behave in different ways. Uh, our firewall is the first line of code that gets executed on your WordPress site. Because of this, any kind of any of these vulnerability can be easily intercepted and uh, we we have we have a set of generic rules. These are uh, you know standard. So security again today, if you look at security, uh, thirty five years or twenty five years after the evolution of web, thirty, 30 yeah thirty years after the evolution of web is a fairly understood uh, uh, understood uh, well understood system. So there, there are standardized ways of protecting against a whole bunch of attacks, and we. We create, we have taken your website and we push out specific rules for these type of attacks. Things like XSS attack, CSSR, CSRF attacks, uh, SQL injection attacks. And we do it specifically for your website. So we understand your website, analyze it, and then push these rules for your, on, your, on, your, uh, on your site. Further, we also, uh, for if there is a major vulnerability, for example, there was this ele- big elemental vulnerability recently. Or uh, in that case, we will, if you if you see that your website has a vulnerable plugin, that was specific vulnerable plugin, then we'll push out a special rule to 
to protect against that attack. Okay, uh, so this is this is our approach to protecting against vulnerable uh, attacks. We also will alarm you and to get you to update your plugins uh, ASAP. So when we provide a lot of tooling to make it easier for you to and safely update your plugins, because in our opinion, that's the single most important thing you can do. Keep everything up to date. So. Just explain to us what what a firewall is actually doing, because it sounds very impressive, doesn't it? You know, the idea of a wall around your property strikes me. You know, it's fairly easy to understand. The intention of the wall is to is to block things uh, and to make things ricochet off and bounce off, or or at least just just stop in their tracks. But what is it actually? doing so how is it making these determinations that okay this piece of traffic is fine we see nothing there uh, it looks completely legitimate let's let's if you like we'll open the gates of our wall and that thing can come through but wait a minute this thing over here there seems to be something dodgy uh, let's leave the gate shut how how does that actually work and feel free to get a bit technical if you like all right so that, that's a great question so if, let's take a step back and let's understand what is a request. What is a web? You know, we've said a request. A request is nothing but think of it as uh, somebody is requesting your, like your home page or a specific page on your site, and they are sending parameters to it. Okay. So if you know any programming, think of it as like a function call, right? So uh, or uh, does that make sense? Or should I go? I think maybe the function call may be. Maybe the wrong way of <laughs> maybe I'm bad. You're coming from a programming angle. Yeah, I, I think what so, I'm trying to what I'm trying to help the listeners to understand is what what is it? So you could use a concrete example, whether it's complicated or fairly trivial, doesn't really matter. A, a, an example of why you decide that something is not legitimate. So you mentioned that you had uh, a, you know a list of vulnerabilities and that you're making checks against those. But how does it actually how does it actually work? So if I if I'm a malicious hacker, what is it that I'm displaying to you your firewall that makes you say hang on that's not normal. All right. Actually, this is a great idea. Now that now, now that you mentioned it, the best example would be we've all gone through airports. You know, at, a, at an airport, you go through this body scanner of different kinds, and different body scanners are of different types. You know, some body scanners nowadays, you, you know, they don't, they don't need to tap you. They don't need to do anything. You just go across. They've got a very deep imagery of what you're carrying. Right? So if you've got a knife, if you've got a nail cutter or anything, they're able to identify that such a thing exists in your pocket, and they can flag it very easily. And they can do it for every single per pass, person passing into the airport. That's essentially think of uh, a firewall as this. We need to ensure that all the every person entering the airport is going through this body scanner, and the body scanner is of the best kind. Uh, now there might be, and you know, the easiest ones to handle are, for example, there might be pre-configured systems to figure out if there's a knife, there's a sharp object, and stuff like that. But if tomorrow there is a plastic explosive, which is new. And uh, maybe that's something which is just discovered that there are these kind of plastic explosives, which the traditional signature, traditional mechanism of, is not able to identify. Then you can also reconfigure the uh, the the scanner to to find that explosive and stop it and identify and block that even before they enter the airport. Okay. Yeah. So I mean that's, that, that that's, will, that's yeah. the way the 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that all makes that all makes perfect sense. The the thing that I'm thinking of in my head is that when when I'm imagining that analogy, I'm I'm imagining one guard looking at one person, and then you know they say, right, you're fine to go, and then we look at the next guard. Sorry, the next person they go through, and and the whole process is incredibly slow, which is why you get these cues at airports. No, that's actually good. So that's actually got a good. How is it that a firewall can make judgments against presumably tens of thousands of possible exploits on on everything that's coming at the same time? So that's the confusion for me, really, is how how do you carry out those kind of checks on possibly thousands and thousands of different things that you're checking, um, you know, each second? Actually, that's a great question. And again, we can use the airport uh, analogy. So what you can have is you can think of the airport analogy in two ways is, uh, and as you, you know, if you go back the longest time, you would see that you need to take off your uh, bags, take out all the laptops, uh, uh, take out all electronic devices, no water, nothing is permitted. Uh, you need to walk through and then there's a person who pats you down. That takes forever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there are sca- <laughs> firewalls of that kind. Right? And there are firewalls which are like where you have like a whole stack of just imagine you're flying first class and you have like a whole set of scanners available because you you are you are a, a Saudi prince or sorry a, a prince of or, or a king of some kind and you you obviously do not or you are a, an important dignitary you don't want to wait so you just walk across and you have the system which is able to identify uh, uh, it's almost like you're just walking across the system with zero or no difference to slow you down. And scanners today can work like that. In fact, Malcare, we've spent a lot of energy in making the scanner be almost negligible. It's, yeah. It still takes something, but it is negligible. And the reason we are able to do so is, uh, and this is where the differences start showing up, you know, because people broadly say, okay, plug-in-based firewall, it's all the same. No. Um, we use our servers to do a lot of heavy analysis before pushing out rules to the site. This ensures that there is no database access when the firewall is loaded. The minimum amount of code is executed when our firewall is loaded. And because of this, the firewall works really, really fast. But I'll also tell you this thing that all things said and done, and that the, the, there are other firewalls which might be slightly older, but given the risks involved, it is fine to even take them. And if you look at the bigger picture as to how much time uh, is taken to, for example, you're flying across, halfway across the world, then the amount of time spent at the security is almost negligible, even with a traditional firewall, plug-in-based firewall. So it comes down to the risks involved and do you want to take that risk? It's, and people really paint, like especially a lot of plug-in makers who do not have a firewall component, they will make very broad strokes saying that, no, 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 it'll slow down your website, and it can. So you need to make a balanced judgment. We at Malcare have taken an approach where we have said that, no, no, all the heavy processing, let's not let, let the WordPress side not deal with it. Let's, let's offload it to our specialized servers, which have uh, optimized algorithms to deal with all of this data, analyze it, and then set a rule which will actually protect your website. So... There are different types of firewalls. Yours is a a plugin, and but there are there are different things. So, for example, what comes into my head are things like Cloudflare and Sakuri. Um, do you want to just explain 
what the difference is between the way that they approach things and the way that a plugin can approach things? All right. So yeah, actually, this is a great question. So uh, Cloudflare, you know, the the, the, the the thing you'll see online is, hey, what are you doing? Just add Cloudflare to your site will be protected. And Cloudflare is an incredible, incredible brand, incredible product. So, you know, they, they have this huge halo effect and we'll highly recommend doing uh, adding Cloudflare, but understand why you are adding Cloudflare. Okay, so uh, let's understand what's the difference between Cloudflare and a plugin-based firewall. Even the plugin-based firewall can be uh, can be of multiple types. Like I mentioned, our firewall is doing all the heavy lifting outside the, not on the WordPress sites, does it outside to all the processing. There are others, for example, which do it. And I, let me not take names. Uh, they, you, they create a lot of, so you'll see very large tables getting created. They process all the data on the website, adding to the load. Uh, further, uh, the plugin-based firewall can be such that it uh, the firewall is the very first line of code to execute when a request is sent to your site. Alternatively, plugin-based firewall can also load as a traditional plugin. So that plugin will load, uh, you know, just as so after half of WordPress is already loaded. And uh, there are there's a disadvantage when that happens because if there's another plugin which has a vulnerability before the firewall is loaded. Then, then you are in a uh, you are in trouble. Now, the uh, argument against plugin-based firewall, apart from this, is that hey, you should ideally block the request even before, uh, even before it comes to the web host. Why does it even come so close to your website? And then maybe there can be one sort of site. You know, it makes sense, right? Like uh, you don't want germs to come anywhere close to you. Forget uh, scrubbing it off later. And uh, there, is, there is some sort of logic and there is some uh, reasoning to it. And the obvious answer there is to use something like Cloudflare. Even Cloudflare versus Sakuri are greatly different. But let's talk about Cloudflare because that's, that's the thing that everyone recommends. Now, uh, in my opinion, Cloudflare is really good. But if when it comes to protecting against vulnerabilities, Cloudflare, like by uh, out of the box, is, uh, has zero protection almost. Okay, you can configure certain uh, generic rules, but Cloudflare is not monitoring what plugin vulnerabilities are existing on your site, what is going on on your site to configure special rules. And if you don't have those rules in, uh, on your website, then you cannot um, protect against it. So Cloudflare, frankly, is good. It protects you far away. There are advantages of it, but the level of protection it offers is very limited. Is that you? Is that a product of the fact that it's n that Cloudflare is generic, as opposed to something which is WordPress? Sorry, WordPress specific. In other words, it, it, I I just want to know if I'm getting that right. Basically, is it because in the case of a WordPress firewall, there's WordPress vulnerability firewall rules that are configured based upon knowledge of, you know, the things that are going on in the WordPress hacking ecosystem. Exactly. Actually, you just nailed it. And there is, if you understand Cloudflare, you will see that there are no rules specific to WordPress in there. Not even one. And I'll give you two examples, right? Uh, for example, do you want to allow a zip file to be uploaded to your website? Um, you'll be like, yeah, I should not. Maybe that can have a malware. Maybe you can create a rule of that kind. But the thing is, if you are, uh, if what if you are an admin and uploading a plugin? Hmm. 
Now, how, how does Cloudflare make that distinction? It cannot. Whereas, if you're in Malcare, we know if you're an admin level user, we will give you a lot more permissions than, uh, than you are a normal, normal user. And whereas Cloudflare is like a generic, they've tried to, again, solve every web, every web application rather than WordPress. Okay, okay. So, all right, yeah. let's, let's figure uh, out exactly where um, Malcare fits in the, the stack of things. Now, you mentioned that it runs inside WordPress. So let, let's nail all this down. Um, it's a plugin. It is therefore sitting inside the WordPress file system. So, you know, you go into the, the folder which hold, holds all your plugins. There's Malcare somewhere in there or whatever it may be. How is that getting in front of traffic? So you'll need to explain that to me because I genuinely don't quite understand that. <laughs> How is it that um, some so that a plugin which is inside of WordPress, if you like, how can it get in front of WordPress? And how is it able to detect things that are happening before WordPress itself is able to load? All right. So there are multiple ways and we do it based on figuring out like how the website is set up. But uh, basically what we do is uh, we have a special, our own like firewall file. That file is the very first file that we force the WordPress site to load. Now, this can be done using this thing called HD access or PHP INI rule, or it can be done by you know inserting it in certain places in the WordPress code itself. And by doing these things, depending on, again, the severity, the kind of configuration available on your website, we support different modes and or we figure out what is the best way to intercept all the traffic. So just imagine that as soon as a request uh, is made to the website, and if it is not a JPEG or, you know, it's not a static file, then you know, then the, uh, uh, then the uh, uh, web server is instructed to load our script first, even before it loads anything related to WordPress. Now, our script can go through every parameter that is there in the request. So we can inspect the request inside out and then run those requests over very optimized uh, rules uh, to determine if something is wrong or not. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so that's a simplistic view, but I think that accurately covers it. Like it's the very first line of code that gets executed. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So we've we've spent a long time building up the picture of of how a firewall works and how it fits inside the WordPress ecosystem. Sorry, how it fits inside the WordPress install, uh, your unique install, and, and what it does and all that. I think I think we've probably done a good job of that. So let's move on and talk about this this recent furore which has been going on. Now uh, I I've recorded a few episodes and I've said this inside of each of the episodes. So I'm just going to basically repeat myself. There's been there's been some toing and froing, largely on social media, I think, um, about the the nature of, of firewalls and whether or not they protect you and so on and so forth. And I've recorded three episodes about this subject, and I've I've tried to get both sides of the discussion. And I've said to everybody who I've recorded, I'm going to get them all recorded, and then I'll put them out in a random order, and you know nobody can listen to the podcast episode and and have essentially everybody just gets their their fair shot so i'm going to do what i did to, um with the other ones it, in the in the most recent news the 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 uh, 
some of some of the other guests, and you can find those on the other episodes surrounding this, they were they were making the claim that because of the fact that the firewall lives inside of WordPress, if a vulnerability in a in another plugin, so not your plugin, but another plugin, has the ability to let's say that you you've you found a vulnerability, a, a hacker knows about it, and then they've got access to roam around inside the WordPress uh, install. What's to stop them changing the firewall rules uh, that that Malcare introduces? In other words, if you can get inside the WordPress install and in, and in some way rewrite the files, rewrite the, the the firewall rules, if you like, what's to stop that from happening? And their argument was that that renders it in some situations, uh, it, it, it just sort of wipes out the firewall, it, or at least it potentially could if the hacker was skilled enough, if they got in, if they spotted there was a firewall, they could just say, okay, right, we're going to add, um, I don't know, we're going to whitelist our IP address. We're going to rewrite the firewall rules so that our packets get through and so on. So yeah, address that. All right. So actually, um, again, uh, first, uh, Nathan, thank you again for you know just keeping it so, uh, so transparent and uh, approaching it in such a such a good way, you know, where everyone gets to to talk about without uh, without stepping on other stores. That's that's uh, really important when you have such a heated dis- uh, discussion, you know. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, uh, so the one one correction I would say, and again, you see this happen so often, is uh, you're talking about you're mi- in mixing firewall from malware scanning. Okay, so firewall is a firewall is a separate part which is protecting from attacks. But let's assume that the firewall did not protect you from an attack. Okay, so and this is something which we say that there's no such thing as foolproof protection. There and and if any web host, any security plugin tells you that there's a foolproof protection, you cannot get hacked. The, frankly, they're lying. Okay, and they don't know what they're talking about, or uh, or they are misguiding you. So all you have to always be prepared that your site will get hacked and can get hacked. So what has happened is. A hacker has circumvented your firewall, and uh, uh, and they are inside your site. What they have done when once what do hackers typically do when when they are inside your site? They are going to install malware, and uh, malware is this kind of code which does a lot of malicious stuff. It can uh, uh, it, it does a lot of things like you know SEO spam, attacking, sending spam emails, uh, collecting data. Installing malware on your uh, visitors, uh, uh, vis- visitors' uh, computers, stealing WooCommerce information, credit card information. So it does all of that stuff, and uh, really, really dangerous thing. So in case, in case your firewall is not able to protect you, you need a mechanism to identify that uh, your site has been hacked as soon as possible. Now, uh, there are. The way to do it is to scan your content, website's content, and this is again something which you, uh, which is not very uh, well covered, is that that malware can exist in the database and in files. People again tend to say that okay, no, it's it's the files and files is a very important place, but it can also happen in the database, right? So what you need to do is you need to continuously scan or f- find if your uh, or regularly scan if your website has been hacked and it has got this injected code. Which uh, which the uh, which the hacker has put inside your site, and uh, you want to identify that at the earliest. 
right now the again like security plugins every malware scanner is different all right the most popular malware scanner obviously is wordfence um it has a built-in malware scanner uh it's all self-contained in the plug it's i, I shouldn't call it, wouldn't call it self fully self-contained but mostly self-contained in the plugin where the plugin has a bunch of rules uh which uh which goes through every file and uh checks if uh if th- there's a malware in it now the uh, and uh, the whole controversy around it is uh, at multiple levels uh the one is that uh the checks uh, the malware the you know the checks that are present in something like wordfence is primitive and hackers can easily circumvent those checks and that is true uh it is uh, i wouldn't call it primitive but yeah they they are there is a scope to do a much better job with something like wordfence and that really sets us apart actually so that's number one and the, the, that's number first part of the controversy the second part of the controversy is um that once a hacker is inside then uh the hacker can actually override the plugins code and effectively you will no longer know that uh the plugin is uh uh you know the plug you'll stop the plugin from doing its job and uh, there is a there are few pocs etc created to show that this can also be done and for something like wordfence definitely it is it is an it's a problem because it is fully self contained in the wordpress site this is where uh uh this is where actually malcare's approach is completely different in fact even malcare's approach has been com- uh, has been uh, you know combined with other se- service based security plugins and malware scanners and again their approach is very different from what we have and we have a lot of systems in place for uh, which will protect uh, which will uh, which will uh, alarm you when something is is wrong when somebody has manipulated our code uh they mentioned that if the uh, as soon as you you know the person can just deactivate the plugin and you won't know with malcare you will know right away the moment the plugin gets deactivated within 5 minutes you'll get an alarm saying that hey the malcare plugin has been deactivated have you deactivated it so again they because they are pro- they are uh, they are uh, uh, taking very broad approach very broad like you know uh, to to answer uh, to paint to make their point i think they make a few mistakes of this kind they f- further isn't the malware scanning right we we consistently find malware which all of these other guys cannot find and that is because we have spent years building algorithms which is beyond signature matching and all this pl- all the security pl- scanners they are all doing basically signature matching they are looking for certain signatures and they are matching that signature we what we do is we have written from ground up our own algorithms to look at 100 plus signals to identify if something is a malware or not and we track the data on your website and all the changes that are happening to your website so if you if you mess up something we will know further we do not rely on what the website is telling us we can actually execute signed code on your website so you cannot like there is no way you can circumvent uh circumvent what can what uh uh circumvent the malware scanner or it is ridiculously difficult and even if you get away with it once or twice we will know and when once we know we will we, uh, we'll be ahead of you because 
our scanners are completely independent of the website. Is and there any scenario, is, sorry to interrupt yeah, you there, is there ahead. any scenario in which a hacker, having gained access to the WordPress website um, through a different means, they've they found a vulnerability in another plugin, is there any way that they can sit between your plugin and your infrastructure, so you know the the SaaS bit, if you like, of Malcare. Is it possible to, for example, uh, hack the 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 Malcare plugin, or not the Malcare plugin, but it, it embed some some attack on the website, such that the data which passes from that website to your infrastructure can be rewritten in such a way that don't worry, everything's fine, even though everything is not fine or the plugin is still installed, even though the plugin is not installed. Because I, I, I seem to remember that was part of the, the argument as well, is that because it's a plugin and it sits on top of WordPress, if you can hack the, the WordPress website, there was an opportunity to get in between Malcare's SaaS portion and the plugin and, in effect, uh, hobble it at the knees and make it so that it wasn't receiving the telemetry that it should be receiving. Uh, so, so, you know, it is incredibly, incredibly difficult. It would be wrong for me to say that it's not possible at all, but it is incredibly, incredibly difficult. And whatever they do, because we have, uh, so they might get away with for a few days in the worst case situation after being super difficult. But even when they do that, we have enough controls in place to be able to identify and uh, fix those issues. So uh, because we are running, so let me put it this way. So the hacker is running the code in the WordPress site, correct? And we can run code in the WordPress site because of the nature of the access that we have. But hack, so we are on equal footing inside the plugin, but we also can run code on our servers. So we already have a one-up advantage over what the hacker has. And we are tracking all the data, all the changes happening to your website. So uh, just, just if you think strategically, if you think logically, you realize that we have an uh, we have an advantage which the hacker just does not have because of our ability to run code which is completely outside his control. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. it's it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, let me give an example. Let me give an example. So, for example, suppose they say that they modify a file, right? And uh, they modify a file which sits in front of the uh, uh, in front of WordPress, and they modify all the content of it. Now, what they what we have is suppose they sent us the modified content. What they do not understand is that we also have all the historic content of the website. So we know that the content that you are sharing with us is not matching to the previous content, and there are discrepancies there. Further, we can actually execute signed code on the website, which ensures that it's outside uh, the ability of the hacker to manipulate. So there are these, and again, we don't talk a lot about this because of the nature of uh, the problem. You know, in security, a lot of things are best left unsaid. But we have a lot of controls in place to ensure that uh, these kind of attacks, the, they, they, they look nice as a, co a college project. But uh, in reality, they are really difficult to they are really difficult to pull off. Now, you know, one last thing I want to say actually is uh, it might appear that I've defended Malcare and uh, said that, and there are huge advantages of Malcare. There's a reason why we have built it in a certain way uh, because uh, we didn't want to just build another security plugin. We had 
uh, we had a certain idea in mind. But I don't want to throw word sales under the bus. Okay? Uh, it's feasible to for such an attack to take place. And it's feasible to uh, circumvent word fence. I'm, uh, I understand that. But it is it is a lot more, you know, we have not seen so that kind of data being shared. I think in the article, there are certain kind of data being shared. And we were quite astounded that what the hell is happening there. And we're we'll, we'll going to write an article as to what our data shows. But word fence is like this. They've mentioned that word fence files are modified in a certain way. And... Um, and uh, uh, that means that actually hackers are using it very aggressively, this kind of mechanism. And we, the data does not, uh, we have a lot of data and that data does not reflect this at all. What does happen is, and this is the funny part, is, uh, you know, and uh, there are files which have, every web host has a different version way of adding, you know, they make changes to the comments on the plugin, they change the way white spaces are added to the plugin, so it does not match what is there in the repository further and this is the this is the thing that was a very insidious discovery for us is there are you know and you i think you would have seen this, this gpl licensing you know the uh, fame uh, cracked plugins that exist there are a lot of people who have installed modified version of wordfence so that they can use the premium features of wordfence and <laughs> and uh, my guess, my guess is that these guys are just picking up such stuff because the data otherwise is not matching, uh, uh, matching the kind of uh, uh, you know the data which these guys have mentioned. It's it just it just does not add up. So uh, I would say say that uh, whether mal malware or uh, malware or what fans you need to use something for sure and. There's a huge distinction, again, between what WordFence Malcare can do versus what a host level. So you, there are uh, host level systems called Maldet and uh, I think Immunify360. And they are, because they don't understand what is WordPress, what is not, the kind of job they do is very, very basic. So you will see a lot more f f false alarms and stuff like that. Whereas uh, WordFence and Malcare and stuff like that have that advantage that they understand your WordPress site. They understand what is changing on your WordPress site. And uh, it's very easy to get scared and say that, oh, no, 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 this is happening so prevalently. And I'm pretty sure that uh, that data is, uh, is suspect. And uh, yeah, and I think it needs to be reviewed, uh, reviewed once more to see actually what is happening. Why are these files getting modified? Uh, so, so yeah, and the, there's a final part. And the final part is malware can also exist in the database. So you also need to scan your database and when, uh, if you look at actually the last few vulnerabilities, many of them only affected the database. So when something is affecting the database, then it has to be approached in a... So, you know, they do not have that advantage of being able to manipulate the files or the WordFence files, for example. So, again, do not, uh, do not uh, paint anything so broadly. Be very careful uh, as to how you, how you understand the advantages and disadvantages. The thing I will tell you for sure is that your website, there's no such thing as foolproof security and you need malware scanning. Because when that happens, you need to clean your site as fast as possible. The longer you leave it around, uh, the more damage it will cause. And uh, some of the best scanners out there are the ones who are WordPress aware. One of the, um, one of the things which came out 
in the social media around this brouhaha, as you described it, was um, was that there seemed to be quite a few people saying that um, because of the nature of the the, the way that uh, a firewall can be attacked if it's a WordPress plugin, and you, you you know you've just said you've just put your case very very well. I think one of the things which I was hearing from one side of the argument was that you really ought to be hardening your WordPress website as well. Um, Possibly, maybe they weren't saying as well, maybe they were saying instead, but uh, we get the point. So the the idea that hardening it to to make it more difficult to be attacked uh, is either preferable or at least a a good thing to add in as well. So do you want to address that? Do you, is there, is there an element question, of- and I know. And that's a great question because I know that this thing, this point came up in your, I think the episode, I don't remember the episode, the episode where you did discuss the malware madness article. This point did come about about hardening. And hardening can mean a lot of things. You know, so the name name itself, hardening has has lost, like it's meaning in some ways you should harden it. But let's ask, let's understand this question. The question is how do websites get hacked? If 95% of your hacks are happening because of vulnerabilities, then hardening is not going to solve, or hardening as we know it is not going to solve it. Because, which is why the very first point we started with was, let's understand how websites get hacked. Because if you don't understand how websites get hacked, then you make these other, then you make these arguments and let's harden it because that's a better way than doing firewall. Firewall, I'm not saying firewalls cannot, there's no such thing as foolproof security. But what does hardening do? Like mostly, and let's look at the higher hardening for the perspective of the the uh, the most famous plugins, and they do things like uh, you know things which actually completely disagree with things like renaming uh, WP login page, re- hiding WordPress stuff like that, or doing things like directory listing. Which today, actually in today's world, the directory li- listing issue is a non-issue. Most web hosts take care of it. You should do it, but let's understand that. It is not like the likelihood of your website getting hacked because of that is approaching zero. So what you need to address is how do websites get hacked? Let's understand. So uh, it's like you've got a jewelry store and you know that you have this main gate which is which does not have security. So people are going to, or there are some flaws in that security. So people are going to exploit that. They are not, they're not going to dig a hole. That's not the, that's not the, uh, standard way they are going to get in. You obviously need to protect uh, the floor also. But in the process, in the, uh, instead of spending all your money in protecting or all your energy in protecting the floor, which sounds you know nicer and you're like, okay, yes, there is somebody digging a hole in some corner of the city. Oh, they must be attacking my, uh, my bank. And that's not, uh, that's not, that's a wrong approach. So you need to protect the entrances, the windows, and everything else, and also do do the floor. But it is not a replacement for protecting your uh, protecting the entrances, windows, etc., or the roof. Thank you. I think um, I think that was probably everything that I wanted to ask around this. I'm conscious that I, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, to say anything else that you think I may have missed. 
But uh, also, I would encourage everybody, if they're listening to this and they're curious about what we're talking about, you know, maybe this is the only episode you've listened to in weeks, maybe an episode before or an episode after, there'll be connected episodes, if you like, all about WordPress security. And you'll, you'll get to hear the different sides of the argument. So, um, so okay, Akshat, firstly, is there anything else that you wanted to get off your chest before we call it a day? <laughs> Oh, all right. Thank you again for being very patient and asking some great questions and giving me that opportunity. Uh, I wouldn't call it get off my chest, but I just wanted to address one more thing, you know, and because it comes up so often and it, even in your pre uh, in your episode, I think a month ago, um, a lot of the uh, lot of the panelists, I think all three panelists made the argument for good web host and saying that it's the responsibility of the web host to secure your website. Right. And I understand the web hosts, uh, it is super important and web hosts are working towards securing your website. But when you look at the level of responsibility a web host has, they are actually dealing with things like state actors, really sophisticated hackers, as you have seen with the likes of GoDaddy and, uh, and more. And these people are, uh, and then a kind of effort and uh, systems they need to create to secure those parts is, is incredible. And a lot of their energy goes into solving for, for that because they are the most sophisticated actors in the, in the ecosystem. Further, today web hosts are also a lot of web hosts, but not all of them, are have you know things like Maldet and a few security systems in place. And those are good. But let us understand that uh, they, these are only, uh, the a web host has limited resources, the kind of money that we spend on a web host. You know, we want the world for $10, $20. It just is not feasible to provide this level of security across all their sites. And we have not seen, uh, we have seen people Im improving it, but we have not seen anyone even get close, anywhere close to something like what a WordFence can do. Not even close to what a WordFence can do. Uh, so the I think we we unnecessarily blame or expect the web host to protect our website. Uh, it's it's an unfair expectation, and because but you know because you have this unfair expectation, then you you will blame. Oh yes, my, it's my web host rule, but uh, web host responsibility. But the web host is not going to solve it, or maybe they will not solve it in the foreseeable future. So do you just give up and die? No, you don't. Right. So uh, I think that argument that, oh, no, it's a web host responsibility to protect your website, to some extent, yes. But the reality is web, web hosts are nowhere close to the state of the art that a plugin today has. Thank you. That was great. Yeah, another final point to throw into the ring. That's lovely. Thank you. Um, okay, so we're coming up to an hour, so I think we'll we'll knock it on the head, as we say in the UK. We'll end it there. Obviously, if you've got any comments surrounding this, please feel free to go to the wpbuilds.com website. There'll be some comments open there. You can contribute your thoughts. That would be great. But in the meantime, Akshat Chowdhury, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, Nathan. Thank you for being patient and uh, having me on your on on this podcast. I'm glad to be here again, and uh, I really appreciate it. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Very nice to get Akshat Chowdhury on the podcast to give his opinion on his own products, whether or not there is any utility in software like malware scanners and firewalls for WordPress. 
As I said, this fits inside of four episodes of series, if you like. There's one from Calvin Alcan, Dan Knaus, and Thomas J. Reef. They all give their opinions. One of those is already live, Calvin Alcan's, but the other two are yet to come, so keep your eyes open about those. The other thing to say is if you've got any commentary, please do it on the WPBuilds.com website, WPBuilds.com, and search for episode number 340 and leave us your comments there. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. And we thank GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, we'll be back next week. It'll be a chat with David Wormsley and I, and then the week after that, we will have another in this little mini-series. I hope that you enjoyed it. Please remember the Page Builder Summit. It's happening in a couple of weeks' time, 18th to the 22nd of September. Go check it out if you've never been before. It's really much more than Page Builders. I genuinely mean it. PageBuilderSummit.com That's all I've got for this week. I am going to fade in some cheesy music and urge you to stay safe. Have a good week. Bye-bye for now. Bye.